This message was recorded at the Redeemed Christian Church of God Salvation Center, where we're maximizing potential and fulfilling destiny. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to the following message. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You may please be seated. God bless you. It, it is good to worship the Lord. It's just awesome to worship Him. It's for you in service. Uh, very quickly, for the sake of time. You know, uh, many Bible scholars believe that David wrote the famous Psalm 23 when he was king already. You know, whatever you believe, whether he wrote it while he was in the backside of the desert as a shepherd, or he wrote it as a king, one thing is sure, David was writing about his experience with God. Amen? So it even makes even more sense that he wrote it when he was a king. Everybody knows Psalm 23. You know, let's read it together. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. There is hope for us. You know the scriptures. And I was watching you. Some people were reading from the screen, but majority, you were just uh, saying it from memory. So when you think about Psalm 23, he makes some very important statements there. The Lord is my shepherd. This is the king. What he's saying is, I have figured that it's not by power nor by might, it's not by authority or reign as a king, you know, that I get things done, but I'm able to accomplish things because the Lord is my shepherd. And it says, because he is my shepherd, I shall not want. I have a quick question for you this morning. Is the Lord your shepherd? Okay. When you think about a shepherd and the sheep, in fact, I've, I've watched so many of those discovery, you know, animal life things. Every, uh, you have the prey and what's the other one? The predator. Every predator that is attacking a herd is seeking to isolate one from the flock. Every sheep that decides to wander away is endangered. So what David is saying is, I have learned over the years to follow the lead of the Lord. I've made him my shepherd. I follow him. I spend time with him. That is why the psalmist can say in Psalm 73, Psalm 73, verse 25, it says, Whom have I in heaven but you. Amen? I desire you more than anything on earth. So when you say the Lord is my shepherd, you're getting meaning now. So the Lord is my shepherd. Do you have somebody else? Or do you have him? 
alone. He says, there's nothing else I desire on earth more than you. Nothing. Why? Because the Lord is my shepherd. He's the king of glory. He's my everything. Watch this. In verse 26, verse 26, it says, my health may fail. Are you following? My spirit may grow weak. But God remains the strength of my heart. My health may fail. So are you sick right now? Sick in your body? You have the testimony of daddy. I went to see him. He, he, he didn't look good. He didn't look good. Stage 4 cancer. I've seen people with stage 4 cancer and they've died. But thanks be to God. He said, though my health may fail me, my spirit may grow weak. He said, but God will remain the strength of my heart. I am not going to trust in horses. I am not going to trust in chariots. But I am going to wait upon the Lord, my help. That is why Job, we talked about Job last night. After everything, he lost all his children, like seven of them, died in one day. All his earthly possession, gone in one day. The Bible says he bowed. And he worshipped the Lord. You know why he could do that? Because God is the strength of his heart. Because there is nothing else he desires in this life more than God. You had Teju's uh, testimony. You know, many people have given up on God because of a bad situation. They couldn't parent. If she didn't tell you that story, you couldn't know by their manner of life. Because they still served, they still loved God, they still worshipped God, regardless. If Dr. Selena would not have told you anything today, would you have known anything about Pastor Body? Every other Sunday, he goes to the hospital, does his round very quickly, and then reports to church after rounding. And then they are still pinging him. And he's using style, but we know him. <laughs> he's using style to answer. Okay. <laughs> I'm receiving revelation. Let God speak to you. <laughs> Praise the Lord. There are troubles in life. And you are not the only one going through. So don't make it sound like, oh, look at me. Woe unto me. My. No. It, 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 people, some people are probably going through wars. They are just not telling you about it. They don't wear it on their sleeve. You can't see it on their face. Even I myself that is talking to you. Hallelujah. Say, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Listen to me. I told you last week, you must worship God unconditionally. Worship God without preconditions. 
Oh, I'm feeling down. Worship God. I'm feeling happy. Worship God. You know, I'm sick in my body. Worship God. Sing a song. Play worship. Do something. To do nothing is not a choice. Listen. The enemy will always give you an alternative. Hello? Hello? Everybody is worshiping someone or something. There is no, every human being is a worshiper. The question is, what will you choose to worship? Or who will you choose to worship? Everybody has something on a pedestal somewhere that they are giving their whole attention to. For some people, it's their job. Some is their career. Some is whatever it is that people have created for themselves. Satan said to Jesus, Matthew chapter 9, Matthew 9, no, Matthew 4, 9, I'm sorry, Matthew 4, 9. He says, I will give it all to you. You know, the temptation after the 40 days of fasting and prayer. Satan said, I will give you the kingdom of the earth. I will give it all to you if you will kneel down and worship me. What is the alternative that the devil has given you that you are bowing to? What is the alternative? For some people, it's pleasure, party. You just go, you know, you are the social light. You are compensating for something. <laughs> you are compensating for something. You know, every party, if there's a party and you are not there, it's not, a, it's not an important party. You are compensating. You didn't know it, but I'll tell you today. You are compensating. Amen? Satan said to Jesus, he said, I know what you want. You know, people will say the end justifies the means, right? Is it not to have the kingdoms of the earth? I will give them to you. Just bow to me. Worship me instead of worshiping God. Some people can't make it to church because they have hangover from the night before. Truth. I'm not trying to put anybody down. Truth. What we do or don't do is a statement of our value. What's important to you? I was telling Pastor Ko this morning, I said, well, you say, how are you? I said, I'm fine, but I'm tired. <laughs> I came back from Baltimore 1.30 a.m. this morning. If I didn't tell you, would you know? Why? I'm here because this is important to me. And I was praying. I, I didn't make prayer. The Lord helped me and forgive me. But I made workers meeting. Amen? Worship God without conditions. Oh, when God does this for me, then I will do that for him. It's not trade by butter. You know, you do for me, I do for you. He is God. Whether or not you worship him, he remains God. Amen. My situation, my circumstances, what I'm going through, what I have or don't have, is not what makes him who he is. He is God in spite of my situation. So whether the situation is good or not, whether it's pretty or not, whatever my situation is, he remains God. That's where we stop. Worship. And I rush through the scriptures. Scriptures are important. 
when I'm alone with God, alone with the king of glory, what am I doing? I'm investing time in the scripture. I'm reading the Bible. I, you know, we live in very interesting and very good times. Really. When I was growing up, if you want to read the Bible, there's only one way to read the Bible. You pick the Bible and you read it. Today you can play the Bible. You can have it read to you. In fact, they even have different versions. You want a male voice, you can get a male voice. You want a woman's voice, you can have a woman's voice. You want it dramatized. Where they play music. Then you open the door. Then you hear. The door open. It's dramatized. You know, it's so easy. So easy. Why don't you do it? Because it, he said it, we don't prioritize. We have to prioritize. So, what I want to get to today, very quickly, is, let's look at the value of being alone with the king of glory. What value can I get out of that? Number one, you get fellowship. You spend time in his presence. You, 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 you enjoy fellowship with him. Listen. I have learned by experience that God is remote to a lot of people. He's far. He's distant. You know? And, and that's why we pray those abstract prayers that we pray. Because you, you don't see God as a person. A personality. A real personality. So he's so far removed. That you just speak, <laughs> you know, oh God, oh God, jump up. Just talk. Just talk with him. Just talk with him. And he will talk back to you. Listen. Fellowship. When you one of the one of the things that happens when you fellowship with a person, I can tell you this for a fact. There are certain decisions that I don't need to talk about. Somebody like Pastor Bode will say, let us do this. He may not say the reason, but he's saying let us do this because he knows what I will want. You know why? We have spent time together. Amen? We have spent time together. It's the same with Wale, the both Wales. When you spend time with a person, I'm not using the example of husband and wife because that is old. We always talk about husband and wife. Amen. You spend time long enough with a person, you have insight. You just know. Oh, no, Rose is not going to like that. Rose is not going to like that. Why? Because you have spent time with them. One of the value you draw from spending time with God is you hang out, you fellowship with him. And you know his mind. You know his heart. You just know what pleases him. Amen. My, I don't have to say some things to my wife. She just knows. She just knows. You know, long ago, she was an expert at making me cry. A good cry. Not, you know. But I've grown. 
Once she starts, I just start breathing myself. I'm not going to cry. In church, she begins to say all of these things. And she knows, because she, we have spent time together, she knows those sensitive things that really glitches it for me. Once she starts going there, I just get a drink of water. I start distracting myself. Why? She knows me. Why? She has spent time with me. Many of us know of God. We don't know God. We know of him. But because we have not spent quality time with him, we don't know. Another thing you gain when you fellowship with God is revelation. Revelation. You know, when you read Daniel chapter 9, you can read when you get home. In Daniel chapter 9, Daniel began to pray. And we defined prayer as communication with God, yeah? Speaking to God is prayer. He spent time enough in God's presence that he realized that this captivity we're in, time is up for this captivity. And when you go to Jeremiah 29, God actually said it. He said, you, for sure you are going into captivity. And this captivity is going to be for 70 years. After 70 years, I'm going to free you from that captivity. The last time God said that, he said 400. He spent 430. You know why? Nobody was diligent to spend time in his presence. Some of you are doing overtime in the spot where you are grinding because you don't know the mind of God. You have not spent enough quality time with him to know what's on his heart for you. Amen? So, Daniel spent time with him, fellowshiped with God, and got revelation that this captivity, time up. Time up. Number two, when you spend time in his presence, you become you begin to reflect the glory of God. You know, the Bible says it's like beholding in a mirror. As we are looking at ourselves in the mirror of the word of God, we become transformed into that image that we're seeing. The word, the word begins to transform our lives. A very good example, Moses was on the mountaintop for 40 days with God. Alone with God on the mountaintop. Alone. The Bible says as he came down from the mountaintop, his face was so radiant, the people could not behold him. They had to hide their faces. Why? Because he had spent so much time in God's presence, the, the glory of God was all over him. Resplendent light that they could not behold. Friends, you don't know what you're missing when you don't spend time with him. One of the reasons marriages end in divorce is because folks don't spend time together. Husband and wife that are very transactional. You know, I need this, you give this, you do this, you do that. It's just a transaction. And then at night, do we have children there? Yeah. At night you do the do, you know. <laughs> And then you seal the deal. So we have been husband and wife. It won't belong. It won't belong. There's no relationship. That is why today, 
Now you're seeing older folks. You know, the children are grown, they are gone. You now have these two strangers living together. Because all their life has been about the children. Oh, the children need this. Oh, this child did that. The other child did the other thing. And, and so on and so forth. It's all a transaction. It's not a relationship. So when the children are gone, you now look at each other and say, who is this? You mean I've been living with this person for the past 20, 30 years? And then they find out there's no relationship like we can't be together. And you are wondering from outside that what? After 30 years? After 40 years? How is it that they are divorcing? No, they've been strangers living together. They're having a transaction. They didn't have any relationship. When you spend time together with whomever, you begin to reflect them. You know, there was a habit I picked up because of my mentor. My wife was the one that caught, uh, called my attention to that. Do you know you do this now? You know, because that's what my mentor did. When you spend time with a person, it won't be long that you begin to be like that person. Amen? When you spend time in God's presence, it's not boring. I'm telling you. We, we did it last Sunday. We worshiped God together. And it was so beautiful. Bible study prior to that, we did the same. We prayed and we worshiped together. And it was beautiful. Learn to cultivate his presence. You begin to be a reflection of who he is. Do you know, Paul, Paul, Apostle Paul, has spent so much time in God's presence. The Bible says as he walked down the street, they laid down sick people on his path. They all tried to figure out when it's coming. So when they know his path, they figure out his itinerary, they go lay sick people on the street so his shadow can touch them. You know, I used to work uh, some, where it's not important. What is important, there's a store I, I used to go back then, you know, and uh, one day this lady, the cashier lady said to me, he said, sir, can I, can I tell you something? I said, shoot, tell me, what is it? He said, every time you walk into the store, the atmosphere changes. He said, I don't know. She, she didn't say atmosphere. I'm using church language now. The atmosphere changes. You know, she said, there's an aura about you when you walk through the door. When you have spent time with God, you know, people that are planning evil for you, when they see you, their heart just melts. They don't know why. They don't know why. You know, and, you know, where majority of us come from. They say, ah, he's uh, done voodoo. He has voodoo in his pocket. That's why when people see him, they are afraid. It's not voodoo. When you have spent time with God, you begin to reflect who God is. You begin to show like God. You show up like God. You know, when we're going to buy this building, you know, there was one day I was on the altar praying in the old church, you know, and I just kept hearing 5%, 5%, 5%. I didn't know what it meant. You know, 5%, 5% of what? You know, 5% of my salary plus my tithe plus everything doesn't help us where we need to be. You know, so I, I didn't understand it until we were now trying to close and the owners at the time 
were doing owner financing. You know, so they were doing that for us as a favor to us, yeah? You know, so the owner says 6.5%. As soon as Brother Alex told me that, I remembered 5%. I said, no, it's 5%. Ah, I said, Pastor, are you sure? Maybe we should do 6 I said, no. The Lord said, 5%. When she made the offer to the owners, the woman was livid. Say, we are trying to help you out. You even have the audacity. Somebody say audacity. When you have been with him, the Bible says the righteous is as bold as the lion. You know, as long as you are walking and acting by instruction, you will be all right. I said it's 5%. In fact, they almost walked away from the deal. So, Raleigh began to panic. He said, ah, pastor, they will not take, they will vote. I said, let them take now. If it's not this one, another one will come. The Lord said 5%. And I would be, I would, I'd rather obey God than be scared by anything. Do you know, by themselves, they came back. To the, because I didn't pressure anything. I just said, no, that's what the Lord said. Because it didn't make sense to me initially. But when the offer now came on the table, I said, ah, this is what God was saying. Whatever the reason why he said, I don't know. But he saved us money and we were able to improve the place. Spend time in his presence. Spend time in his presence. Our time is fast spent. Let's rise to his feet. Uh, let's rise to our feet. We hope you've been blessed by this message. We encourage you to fellowship with us here at Salvation Center if you are in the San Antonio area. For more information, visit our website at www.rccgsanantonio.org.